Welcome to season two of the Ublong podcast by Faith Young Adults, where no matter who you are, where you're from, or what you've done, you belong. I'm your host, Braden Benvenuti. Let's get real. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the You Belong podcast. My name is Braden, your host. On this episode, super excited to have an amazing guest. I'm going to let her say her name. Who do we have on the podcast today? Hey, hey, it's Katie Burleson. Boom, Katie Burleson, the first girl to be on the You Belong podcast. First girl. I think it's been too long. Like, I think I should have probably had a girl earlier. I think so, too. Uh, so I don't know, but we, we did it's it now. It's better late than never. That's true. That's true. Better late than never. So we got Katie Burleson. She uh, She's rocking the world at Faith Church pretty much right now. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome. Katie, there might be people that don't know you. There might be people that do, but go ahead. Tell us about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Um, and then also tell us, I have on here, tell the people your favorite animal. All right. Okay. Have at it. So um, before I was a Burleson, my last mm. name was Crowder. Okay. Uh, just got married in October, on October 30th. Let's go. Um, pretty sweet, actually. So um, I started working at Faith Church in August, and I'm the communications director here. Um, I got a PR degree from UNA, graduated in uh, December of 2020. Roar Lions. And also graduated Highlands College with a ministry leadership certificate in May of 21. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. I love all creative work. Um, sometimes I like to consider myself a creative, but I think that's like milking it just a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> um, but I love to work with creatives and all things imaginative, and I love creative ministry. Um, my husband Austin and I have a beautiful little puppy. Uh, she's about four or five months old. Her name is Lady. Mm. She was an accidental adoption, but the uh, one of the best decisions we've ever made to keep her. And my favorite animal, um, it used to be a dolphin, but I felt like dolphins were a little bit basic. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to go with a fox, and I don't really know why. A fox? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Now, I've definitely, I don't think I've seen, I feel like I've seen a fox before. I don't know. Foxes are cool. Mm. I've definitely seen them on TV. I don't know if I've seen them in real I think life. it's <laughs> I think it's the uh, the hair, my hair, and I just feel a connection with mm. the orange fox, you know? If you didn't know, Katie is a redhead, and most foxes are red. Red or so orange, So she's got yeah. that, that hair color connection. And I will <laughs> attest, their, uh, Katie Nawson's dog, Lady, is adorable. Um, probably one of the most playful puppies um, as well. I'm jealous because I want a dog. Yeah, but you should get one. I don't. I just don't know if I can commit to she's like. She's so smart. Taking that's good. Yeah, she's smart. We have so for Christmas we actually got her um, some of these buttons because we saw them on TikTok and I was like, I want my dog to talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> she needs to learn some English. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, so the buttons she's got like food, water, treat, and outside. The one she uses the most, of course, is treat, but she's just so smart. She uses them. She and understands. So she, like, knows what button to press to get. Oh, absolutely. Like, she, she knows if I wow. touch treat, mom and dad are getting the treat. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's cool because she's still pretty young. Oh, yeah. She's, and, she's and still definitely, that. like, full full puppy. Um, she actually has two brothers that are 30, 30 to 35 pounds, and she might be 15. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, they've outgrown her a lot. So she's she's on the – she might – was she, like, the – the pup, like kind of the, what is the, the runt? runt? The runt, yeah. Yeah, yeah she was like the second, second to last okay. runt of six, so. Cool. Well, yeah, that's Katie. I want to, so 
when did you change your favorite animal from dolphin to fox? I think it was high school. Okay. Some, something about, and I remember this uh, conversation, weirdly enough, we were in art class, mm-hmm. and um, this the person that was sitting at the table next to me, which was like my art partner or whatever, we had this question, and something about me was just like, be different. Yeah. <laughs> be different, don't say dolphin, because every girl my age says dolphin, um, even though I still freak out a little bit when we see dolphins uh, on like a dolphin cruise. So anyway, I don't know, just something about it, I, you know, I have a little dolphin, like, this is weird because I'm almost 25, <laughs> but, like, not dolphin. I have a little um, fox. Stuffed animal? Stuffed animal, thank okay, you. Cool. Brain's not working. <laughs> um, stuffed animal that, like, you can heat up in the microwave and stays warm and oh, everything. That's cool. So, yeah. Nice. Well, so I switched. I like that. Foxes are cool. My favorite animal is a cheetah. Always has been. I think it always will be because they fascinate me on how fast they can oh, yeah. run. But are it's they insane. the fastest? Fastest land animal, I think. Mm. Which... I think ostriches are pretty fast <laughs> as well. I've I've heard that, and those things are scary. Um, yeah, they are. But that's awesome. Um, I think everybody in the world has a favorite animal, and I think there's some people that like change their favorite animal. Oh, for sure. I feel like Lance is probably one of those people that changes his favorite animal all the oh, time. Oh, for sure. Right now, it's probably like a naked mole rat, like from Impossible. <laughs> that <laughs> might one be in his, his spirit animal. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well. People, that's Katie Burleson. Uh, We work together at Faith Church. Um, She's killing it in her role. Uh, Super thankful to have her. She's leading that creative office uh, super well and now has her husband, Austin, with her Mm -hmm. um, doing it. Power couple, um, if there was anybody else. So super, super cool to know you, Katie. Hopefully people have a grasp of who you are now. Um, And so don't ever say you're not creative. You lead the creative office. <laughs> I do lead, you but lead like it. when I get when I sit down to a computer, I'm like, I know what I want, but what button do I press? <laughs> and you know, the the rabbit hole to get there. And I just I'm not somebody who can see it in my head, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I am visual, but if I do see it in my head, I just don't know how to get there technically. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I need a creative to make my vision come yeah. to life. Maybe that's why I'm more of a producer. <laughs> there we go. And you married a pretty creative dude. I did. That, I did. That helps out. Well. That's enough of that. We can get into really what we're here to talk about, what the people want to hear. We're talking dating, relationships, and marriage. Oh, yeah. And it's from the female perspective, obviously, because we have Katie here to talk (laughs) about it. And obviously, Valentine's Day is coming up soon. I think it'll be in a few days. Just a couple, yep. Whenever uh, this is coming out. And so that's what we're going to be talking about, relationships, dating. Yeah, if you have a significant other, you're welcome. We just helped you out mm. with, hey, it's coming up. It's coming up. Get ready for it. Don't forget. Don't. Because they won't. That's Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst thing. Girls will not forget it. But that's what we're going to be talking about today. All things dating, relationships, marriage. Um, I'll have a few inputs to put in, but really we're here to, to hear the female perspective. Because I feel like a lot of times that's kind of downplayed. I feel like it's there's always mm. male perspectives, obviously, because a lot of leaders in the church, pastors are male. For sure. And so I think the really in a lot of things, the female voice is kind of, it's quiet and it's not by the female's choice. And so yeah. I'm super thankful that you're on here, honored to be able to like have your perspective because I think it'll be really powerful for a lot of females listening and even males because us males need help yeah <laughs> with this uh hey, us with females, this topic us females do too you know nobody has it figured out um mm-hmm. i think if it looks like it and you know social media doesn't help but if mm-hmm. it looks like we have it figured out we don't um for anybody that you know isn't married and isn't in a relationship like 
the people that are, they don't have it figured out. Like mm-hmm. they, people post their highlight reels, you know, of relationships and um, you're not alone. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So first question, this might be kind of, um, I don't know, it might, it's not something that you just probably share with people, but <laughs> we're talking about relationships. So Katie, you're, you're obviously married. We said that. Um, mm-hmm. So any heartbreak stories in, in the past, and like how'd you get through it what like what was maybe one of the toughest ones that that you went through yeah so um yeah I saw this question I was like oh man we're just gonna start right out of the (laughs) gate um so yeah I do have a couple heartbreak stories I um you know in 2018 of course like we're not gonna say any names Mm -hmm. but um you know I had this this guy that I was like I we're getting married like Mm. we work so well together this is he's fun like I feel like we just we're after the same things um, and so it didn't, it didn't work out mm. obviously. Yeah. And on this side of things, I'm like, God knew better. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to, you know, give you some details, I was what I feel like was emotionally cheated on. Mm. And I feel like everybody has their opinions on, you know, what cheating is and what it isn't. But, um, that relationship, he had opened up a relationship at, with someone at work, mm-hmm. um, and just, cr- just started this bonding that shouldn't have been even allowed. And so a situation like that is more common than you would like to think, and it can happen a lot easier if you just let that that one guard down. Mm-hmm. And so that was really tough because we had uh, dated for nine months, okay. and he had talked about marriage. And there was one day, so we had had this conversation in the car, and I was like, you know, my grandmother asked me, um, did I find the one? Is this the one I'm going to marry? And like, I'm sitting here crying with my grandmother. Yeah, I found the one. Mm-hmm. Like, he's great. I think I did. Yeah. Have I don't have a ring yet, yeah. you know? So I'm just speaking on like, you know, hype emotions, I mm-hmm. guess. And so I go back or I come back to Florence after being home. Um, cause I'm originally from Birmingham and I'm telling him like, Oh, I had this, you know, cute conversation with my grandmother. And like, she was so happy and she was crying and I love my grandmother. And mm-hmm. he just got really weird. Mm-hmm. And it was this like, all of a sudden this change from, yeah, we're getting married to, uh, that's a weird conversation. Why oh. did you tell me about that? Yeah. And so that was like, I mean, some things that happened before this and I like, when they say love is love is blind, it really is because mm-hmm. up until this point I should have, I should have seen what I saw before, mm-hmm. but I didn't because I was holding out hope that, you know, I found the one I'm 21 and I found the one and mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to be single again. Yeah. Um, so that one was really hard. It was a lot of bitterness I had to work through. And I think that when we go through breakups, um, especially if we're the one being treated wrong or we're on the, you know, the short end of the stick, so to say, mm-hmm. it's easy to be like, well, I hope that they get what's coming to them mm-hmm. when that's not the heart of God, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, which is a really hard reality to come to. And I actually have another one. So, um, this, this person, like we had actually, we were doing ministry together mm-hmm. and I just put him on a pedestal, which is very, very, very dangerous yeah. to do when mm-hmm. you're looking for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I put him on a pedestal and I was like, he serves the Lord. He is a leader in our church. He's so wise. He's mm-hmm. fun. Like yeah. he's good with kids. All of these things that I was, you know, it didn't matter what red flag came up. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw. I only saw these super powerful things living for the Lord. I guess what caught my attention was all of these things. And somehow, some way he, he sent me a text mm. and it was like, a so to speak, air quotes, answered prayer yeah and um not to go into too much detail but six weeks later he had already been wishy-washy he had gone back and forth and he kind of just like ghosted me and was Mm. like like dropped me on a thursday right before i was going into like this worship development vocal training Mm. and um yeah it was it was pretty tragic because i had put this 
this person on a pedestal it was like my dream guy and he like crashed it in five minutes yeah and that like that was hard to get over too it was a lot of bitterness built up in that and it was just really tough and like I think that bitterness it's okay to be a part of the process but it's not the answer Mm -hmm. and so I think everybody has a grieving process that you have to go through because if you don't go through a grieving process with breakups or death or loss or whatever it is it will breed bitterness later and then bitterness turns into a grudge Mm -hmm. um i think it's important you know learning from each relationship you have to make the decision for what you're going to make of breakups Mm -hmm. and heartbreak and anger and bitterness um they can be the most self-destructive thing you go through or the most Mm, self-discovering and you might have to go through the destruction before you find the self-discovering, but yeah. it's very, very empowering. Um, the biggest lesson and the biggest way to get through something like that is raising your expectation for your next relationship. God mm. will meet you there. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, definitely right there with you with um, with heartbreak. That's pro- I, I think heartbreak is probably one of the most difficult things to overcome, I think. It's, it's um, super personal. Yeah, and it's just there's a highly uh, a high level of emotion attached to it, obviously but but a couple of things you said there like whenever for a guy or girl if you put that person on the pedestal over everything else it's it there might be a chance you can fix it and get it worked out but if you continue to do that it, the rela- relationship is doomed yeah you almost set the set them like an idol mm-hmm. in your heart yeah. and i think with him i really i did that and it was just so obvious. Like looking back now, it was like, man, I, I gave him an expectation because of the things that he was doing within the church. Mm-hmm. And I never really set that expectation or lowered it based on, you know, himself. It was all mm-hmm. about the image I had worked up yeah. for him in my head. Mm-hmm. For sure. So like you said, you got to go through, it's going to be destruction. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's going to be pain. Oh yeah. Um, there's no getting around the pain that comes from any type of heartbreak. Uh, and then, but it, really what do you it's really what are you going to let that be at the end like what what's are you going to just destruct forever and you're going to live in that pain (laughs) or are you going to move from destruction to discovery like you said and so that's after a breakup after time and after i think healing from god Mm -hmm. then there's a discovery that happens that like you find out a lot about yourself in the breakup it's not all about who broke your heart um it's you're gonna figure out like what oh i mean I wasn't perfect in that either. I, see, I maybe see why they did break up with me oh, or why yeah. that did end. Yep, had a couple of those moments. Yeah, for sure. So, um, Katie, what? Uh, whenever you went through those heartbreaks, um, this is kind of a lighthearted question, but I know how how I dealt with some heartbreak, but what's what's the way that you, like, how do girls, what's their go-to, like, thing that helps with heartbreak? Wow. Hmm. Or what was it for you? Other than, like, obviously the real, like, going to God, like having yeah. that moment, but what's like some like, like the reality yeah, and the, like the comfort things or, or whatever it is. And so initial reaction, if we're, you know, mentioning spiritual is like God, why? Mm-hmm. But then real life reaction, I think Hollywood always paints it. Like we go straight for the sweets and the ice cream yeah. and you know, some you, you might, that's mm-hmm. comfort food, whatever. But, um, for me, it was my friends. Like after, mm-hmm. you know, that six week relationship where it, it had gone back and forth and, you know, we were all in the same friend group. I went home, did my crying, mm-hmm. like was buried in my pillow. I skipped out on my vocal um, vocal training, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I got up, wiped my face off and went to the, the hangout where all of my friends were. Mm-hmm. And 
it's going to feel like pretending. Mm-hmm. It's going to feel like, oh, I'm fine. I didn't care. Even though everyone knows that you you did care. Mm-hmm. And you probably yeah. look like you've been crying. But yeah. friends were really good friends, good community were the pillar of this isn't as bad as it mm-hmm. seems. It hurts, but but community is what matters. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, I think um, I think for girls and guys that that's the case. Um, maybe a little bit more for girls because I think yeah girls have more of like the I think the empathy and the understanding of mm-hmm. like what's happening. It was yeah. like, girl, I've been there. And like you guys are oh, maybe yeah. <laughs> crying together and all that. And this might not be the healthiest thing, but like, so the first uh, situation that I talked about, my friends, like they were the pillar for that one, but they were like, we didn't like him anyway. <laughs> and yeah. like, there's gotta be some, that's probably not the healthiest thing to do, but yeah. there's gotta be some unification between like, we got you girl. Mm-hmm. And like, because it just, it makes you feel better. And like yeah. your friends, if you've got a good set of friends, they're the ones that are going to be with you through every guy, every mm-hmm girl that you've been with and mm-hmm. they see it from the outside yeah. like your love may be blind to what you're seeing but they see it all yeah, they're not like with it <laughs> yeah they're combing through it with a microscope and mm-hmm. like they see it all and actually so um just to throw this in there ask your friends ask your yeah. friends their opinion because yeah. with one of those relationships um my best friend who ended up being my maid of honor in my wedding was mm. like he was not right for you and mm. I just didn't know how to tell you, but yeah. I wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. I never asked. So yeah. ask your friends because they know you friends. best. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. You're going to, like you said, love is blind, especially in those first few weeks, first months, like mm-hmm. you're going to ignore everything. And so if you have those friends, like tell them to be honest and you're going to have to take the honest answer too, and really consider it because your friends do know you. And so don't disregard it just because it's not the answer that right. you wanted to hear. So good. So let's get into some more, I think, kind of deeper stuff maybe some turn the serious turn this on the serious road right here (laughs) uh what was it like for you katie as a female um before you were married uh you were single maybe and so you're a christian you're looking for like a strong christian man um maybe in when you were single like in between um or maybe you were dating like what was it like trying to find that person i Mm -hmm. guess for you um the finding part is to just to be quite honest, it's discouraging. Mm-hmm. I think it's that way for guys too, but for girls especially, like um, sometimes, you know, the big big C church or big C Christianity can paint this picture of a knight in shining armor that's perfect, mm-hmm. um, that's going to come in and swoop you off or sweep you off your feet mm-hmm. and save the day. And um, a man in a relationship was never meant to be the person to save you. Yeah, we have a savior for that reason, mm-hmm. and so. I think it's really important to separate the expectation of is my husband, my future husband going to be my savior? Is he going to be my partner? Yeah. Is he going to be my, um, my go-to We're we're after the same mission. We are after the same things. And so to have that expectation as a single Christian young girl in college, um, I was in a sorority. So people are doing things that I wasn't really after. Mm-hmm. And, it was just discouraging yeah. because there's just this uh, miscommunication of, well, are you looking for this? And it's worldly things. It's like, no, I'm not actually looking for that. Mm-hmm. Well, then they're not interested in you anymore, yeah. both ways. And so um, even though it was discouraging, looking back, it's the most enabling season mm-hmm. to be waiting on someone to pursue you. Yeah. Um, you know, after each relationship, when you go back and evaluate the things that you've learned, you also evaluate like how, like you said, like how do I act? How did mm-hmm. I act in that relationship? Yeah. And what do I take from it? And so 
going back to also putting someone on a pedestal, like you can have your expectations of someone who's after the Lord. You can have your expectations of someone who maybe it's as simple as you just want somebody to go to church with you, Mm -hmm. you know, like, but you also have to be realistic and people are growing the same way that you're growing. Mm -hmm. And as long as you are in the same direction, then you're on a good path. Yeah. That's so good. Um, so to that, you kind of spoke on this to that single girl that, um, Maybe they're in college, they're surrounded by friends who are in relationships. Maybe they're not in college, they're working. Mm -hmm. Their coworkers are older, maybe they're married, or maybe they're even the same age and they're married already. Uh, What could you say to encourage this single girl that's, like, too focused on finding that, like, the husband? Yeah. Um, So, if you're a single girl... girl, Um, and you're listening to this, you lack nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's something that looking back, if I could tell myself, it's it's just that you, you need to change for no one. Yeah. You know, like, um, if people are filtering you and you're changing through the filter of man, that's not what you should be striving for. Mm -hmm. Um, I know like females, especially it's a lot of self image. Like, what am I doing wrong? Do I look wrong? Is Mm -hmm. my hair the wrong color? Yeah. Um, do I exercise enough? Like all these things women think about and it's all to the standard of what this one guy in their mind, like what, what would they want? Mm -hmm. But what do you want girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like what, what do you want for yourself? What kind of, what kind of woman do you want to be? What kind of, and this is kind of speaking really far in the future, but um, it kind of helps me. Like, I don't have a younger sister, mm-hmm. and of course, I don't have a daughter yet. But um, when I was single, like, what would if this was my daughter, my younger sister, what do I want them to see? Yeah. Do I want them to see me building myself based on what I, what this guy, what mm-hmm. I think this guy wants, or yeah. do I want them seeing me building myself in a relationship with the Lord, um, with values, taking care of my body, um, just all of these things that encompass security in yourself before mm-hmm. you find that person? Yeah. I would also say on top of you're not lacking anything is your standards for your husband are not too high. Mm -hmm. I think that it's important to realize nobody's perfect, Mm -hmm. but it's also important to realize that it's okay to have a standard. God has a standard for us. Once you become a Christian and once you receive your salvation, there is a standard of living, Mm -hmm. uh, the narrow path, so to speak. But there's a standard of living that we've been given and it's okay to have these standards or expectations for your husband as long as it's not the standard standard or expectation of perfection yeah that's so good for sure and that that guys that goes for you too because i know girls and guys both have standards some people have lists for you know qualities they want um definitely can yeah, i say what? something about the list oh yeah for sure so I had a list. Yeah. <laughs> throw out the list. Okay. Throw out the list. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing, it goes back to expectations. And I yeah. know we kind of throw around like this cliche, what do you, what's on your list? Mm-hmm. But throw out the list because when I was told this, I was like, well, I can't throw out my list. Yeah. Like I can't, what I'm supposed to be checking off boxes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really limits, limits who, yeah. who could come after you because you're limiting, well, like I had, I had a, before I met Austin, let me just say, I had a long list <laughs> and he, yes, he does meet a lot of the things I had on my list, yeah. but sometimes the things that you have on your list, God's like, I have better than that for you. Yeah. You may be, you may be even in the same direction of what you need or want mm-hmm. that lines up with me, but you're limiting me by your list That's so good. and you could miss what he has for you mm-hmm. if you're focused on what you want in that moment, because yeah. you six months from now might not be you 
you know, now yeah, in this moment yeah. and your needs might change, mm-hmm. but God knows that because he's looking from the outside in. Yeah. That's so good for sure. You're going to, you could come across somebody and they're like, Oh, they, they got brown hair. I, I need someone <laughs> with blonde hair. Like if yeah, it, mm-hmm. there's stuff that's there, there's people I think who like that's make or break. They have that like at the top of the list. And for sure, like you're saying that really that has nothing to do with anything. So you should really throw that out of your list. Yeah. But even like qualities, like maybe they're not, something you wanted them to be like maybe they're not super funny and you really want <laughs> like that or like or yeah, maybe, maybe you're supposed to be the funny one in the relationship but you're knows? discounting your humor for real <laughs> and you could make them funnier but i yeah. actually have like an example so mm-hmm. you know me in high school i was athletic played sports mm-hmm. and all that stuff and i thought that i was supposed to be with someone who mm-hmm. you know they were athletic yeah. they did these things and I fell in love with a creative mm-hmm. because me in high school didn't have that passion for creativity and, yeah. and just ideation and all these things, but God knew. Mm-hmm. And so I think a cool detail, um, you know, between what I found out with, uh, when I was dating Austin was he did play basketball in high school. He yeah. did have, you know, the, the love for sports at one point. And mm-hmm. so that wasn't one of, one of my first questions to yeah. him. But when I figured that out, it was like, God knew yeah like we have that that common interest from mm-hmm. before but yeah. now we have the common interest now so mm-hmm. you might have a list use it for reference but don't use it as a make or break yeah I think there should be like a few non-negotiables like obviously oh, for sure. you they should if you if you love the Lord you know if, if you're saved if you have a relationship with God yours the spouse mm-hmm. you're looking for should as well but all those other things that like are just preferences yeah like you said you might miss what God has for you. And it could be great. And you'd never know because you got this stupid detailed list about oh, yeah. this, that, and the other. So that's so good. Um, what's, I know what's one of your uh, non-negotiables, um, non-negotiables, um, outside of being after the same thing. Yeah. So outside of being a Christian, obviously, uh, so I, I have a, I have a list. Um, I'm trying to think, um, she had, this is, I don't, oh man, I don't want to, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one of mine. I, I get, hold on. I okay. got it. I can do it. Um, so she's got to be level-headed. That's a good one. So I, I know there's not always going to there. Nobody's going to be perfect. There's always going to be ups and downs right. in life. And obviously people who are passionate, like they're, you're going to say things you, you don't mean sometimes and, and all that, but like overall, like a kind of basis, like that person, that girl is level-headed. Mm-hmm. Like I need somebody that's going to not be this like up and down every day of Theatrics like, yeah, and, never yeah. know what's going to happen. Dramatic. Um, and I know a lot of girls that might be the case sometimes and I might have to compromise a little bit, but mm-hmm. I can't have somebody that's like all the time they're going to be, you never know what to expect yeah. emotionally. Um, I, I think I that's just, okay. Yeah. I just need someone that's going to like, I know that they're going to like, they're going to steer me and like help steer me in the right direction. Like yep. they're going to be able to bring me um, like when I'm, flustered or got problems or whatever (laughs) they're going to be able to talk to me like like hey here look at this side of it look at that side and like they just bring that that kind of that just straight like straight to the point and back down to earth yeah nothing nothing crazy so that's a that's a big thing I really I really want because it I I just know I'm going to need that yeah in my life yeah that's a that's a good um Mm self-awareness so Katie you're married um we we know that we've talked about that what are the things in Austin which is your husband, if the people don't know. <laughs> We've said that. Austin, that made you think like he was the one. What were some of the things that you saw that was that was different than the past relationships? First one, 
He's six six. Oh boy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh well, that really he helped because I'm I'm tall, and I was gonna say like that was one of my you know non-negotiables. Yeah. Not that it truly was, but like that was just another thing. God was like, I know you need this. Here yeah. you go. I want to wear heels. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, but anyway, so um, the things that made me think he was the one. So Austin and I actually met um, at the college service that I was you know doing leading a lot in mm-hmm. at my last church and. Um, we met there. We met with actually some kids from Faith, and I was at Church okay. of the Highlands for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so he he came to uh, our service to visit, mm-hmm. and I don't really remember who introduced us. I just remember like, you know, we talked that night. We had a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Um, he was easy to talk to, and then you know, as the years that was like five six years ago, I'm a you know freshman or sophomore in college, and so fast forward ahead, he we kind of bumped into each other every now and then, like in mm-hmm. Target or again at church or um, any events like for Carrie Job or Chad Veach yeah. um, at Faith, mm-hmm. I'd go looking for him. I'm like, yeah. I always like, I want to talk to him. I want to see Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't really active on social media, which um, I didn't like. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, anytime you want to stalk somebody, it's yeah, not there. It's like, kind of frustrating. three pictures from like back in yeah. like, 2014. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Post something recent, please. Yes. Um, but the one thing that I always tell people when they ask this question is mm-hmm. every time I left a conversation, I always wanted to talk to him longer. Like it mm. was never enough to talk yeah. to him because he was just like, he barely knew me, but he was so encouraging. He was the most positive person, most positive conversation that I had had all week. Mm-hmm. And he was passionate. Everything he talked about, he was passionate about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some people, that might not be everybody's like, oh, I want this. Mm-hmm. But for me... I, I've been told I'm a strong personality, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but I needed someone to match that energy and yeah. to match that boldness mm-hmm. um, that I had grown into and I had become like unashamed that I was who I was. And I needed someone who was also unashamed. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I thought about him, that's where it went. I was like, I need his energy. Mm-hmm. His energy is so complimentary. What's funny is actually, so the time I saw him in Target, when we started dating, I was like, do you remember seeing me in Target? And one of my friends that night, he was like, oh, yeah, I was actually on a date. Oh, man. <laughs> so he was he was with another girl, and I didn't know who she was. Yeah. But he was on a date. And um, looking back, I literally, like, left that conversation with his friend. And I was like, I just want to talk to him more. I yeah. wish I could see him more. Mm-hmm. Well, then fast forward again to um, Carrie Job when she was here. Mm-hmm. We were sitting second row, and he came so I had a friend on um, each side of me and that same friend that I was in target with mm-hmm. was sitting on my left side. And then, um, the friend that was sitting on my right side had gotten up to go to the cafe. Well, he comes and sits down he's like, Hey, mm. what's up? You know, <laughs> haven't seen you in a while. And I was like, Oh my God. Hey. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, a little bit starstruck. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we talk about like his school and things that he's doing. He's holding his camera. Like he mm-hmm. always is. And as soon as he gets up, I looked at my friend and I was like, he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this, this, I'm so glad he came to, uh, yeah. to sit down and talk to me. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's always just, if you're leaving a conversation with somebody and this is not the filter or the yes or no, but mm-hmm. if you want more of, of their energy and just their plain and simple, their presence, mm-hmm. that's probably a good tale of like, if it's not the person you're going to marry, keep them in your community, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so what, Maybe what's one or two things, uh, maybe that's not specific to you, but or maybe it was as well, um, that that girls should be looking for. Like, obviously, they should be, like, a strong Christian man, but what, yeah. what's something else that um, maybe girls aren't thinking of or, or maybe something that they're they're ignoring 
yeah. um, one or two things maybe that, that they should be looking for in a potential husband. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're right. Not every girl is looking for the same stuff, mm-hmm. but generally when I was thinking about this, I was attracted to people in general who were secure in themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important because someone who doesn't need the assurance and approval of others mm-hmm. is living passionately about themselves. They're secure. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this makes sense, but they just don't need any approval from others, which means they're not changing themselves. They're mm-hmm. not questioning their values. They're not altering their beliefs. They know who they are. Mm-hmm. They know what they want. They know what they're after and they're not distracted. Yeah. Um, so definitely someone who is secure in who they are for no other reason, like not filtering it through other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, second thing, someone who's passionate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the same thing that you're passionate yeah. about. It'd be nice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Austin and I have a lot of that in common, but there are some things that he was passionate about that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I had to learn. Yeah. And so I think that just talks to someone who's passionate about whether it's people or their work or a hobby or music, whatever it is, if they're passionate about it, God has put that in them, mm-hmm. I think, and people without passions struggle a little bit to find some purpose in their life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just, I, just the energy and the passion about something just speaks to dreams and aspirations. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to being secure in yourself and knowing what you want out of life. Yeah. Last thing, which might be, well, it's not the last thing, but I kind of only did, um, actually I did four. Okay. So I got number three, uh, values. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's important for the spiritual side. You're in the same, um, equally yoked per mm-hmm. se, which just means you're going in the same direction after yeah. the same thing. But someone who just has values, mm-hmm. like has some good moral values, mm-hmm. because that's going to bleed over into if let's say you do marry them, mm-hmm. your family, yeah. your kids, mm-hmm. your, um, friends who are also married, your community, their workplace, mm-hmm. you're like, it's bleeding, bleeding into your marriage. Like the values that they hold need to match what you hold. Yeah. Not that it's again, not that it's perfect, but if it doesn't, it's, it just raises question for so much conflict. Like, mm-hmm. how are you going to raise your kids? Yeah. That's a big question. Mm-hmm. And I had a mentor one time saying like, the values are important because you might not be thinking about it now. And you might say, Oh, I can compromise on that. Yeah. But when it comes to raising your kids, like is exercise important to you? Mm-hmm. Or are reading books more important to you? Are they both important? Yeah. Um, are grades, is schooling something that you're going to hold a standard to? Mm-hmm. If you want to go deeper and spiritually, like, is church going to be important? Yeah. Are y'all going to be, you know, every Sunday striving? Are you going to serve? Mm-hmm. Are you going to maybe not memorize scripture, but are you going to meditate on the word together yeah. as a family? Mm-hmm. Because if you want that, but your husband doesn't really care about church, that's going to be some conflicting opinions yeah. on mm-hmm. where the kids are going. Yeah. The fourth one that I have, which this one really, really helped me, and I don't, so reading something on the internet doesn't mean that it's true, Yeah. but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that I found this somewhere like on Facebook posts or something, and mm-hmm. sometimes when we see things that are scripture on Facebook, it's like, oh, that's, you know, cliche, yeah. out of context, cheesy, whatever, mm-hmm. um, but I read this one time, and this girl was like, in my relationship before I married my husband, or while when I was filtering trying to find my husband or my mm-hmm. husband finding me, the fruits of the spirit. Mm. Do they have the characteristics of the fruits of the spirit? Yeah. And if anyone doesn't know what the fruits of the spirit are, um, it's in first Corinthians and it says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. 
It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and, and endures all things. Love never ends. Mm-hmm. And I actually, um, this, this impacted me so much that I put it in my vows. Mm. And what I saw on Facebook, it was this scripture, and the woman had written, a good filter, again, not the yes or no mm-hmm. definitive answer, but a good filter was take the word love and put your husband or your potential spouse, yeah. replace their name where love is. Mm-hmm. So for me, I said, Austin is patient and kind. Austin does not envy or boast. And so I took this mm-hmm. and it was like, the Bible clearly defines what love is. Mm-hmm. And that should be the expectation and standard. And not that not that someone perfectly meets all this, but if you can genuinely, truthfully say, okay, I think this person, you know, does to the best of their ability mm-hmm. represent love this way, I think that that's a good filter. Yeah, for sure. That's so good. Um, I like that place in the name of, of who it is in there because that'll really tell you because mm-hmm. you, you'll say it and then you'll be like, oh, oh, wait, he, he doesn't do that. Yeah. And so then that's a, a big eye opener. Um, and you're, if you do that, you're really using, applying scripture, like in oh, yeah. the, the situation that you're in. And that's one of the best things we can do is when we actually take the scripture and apply it to our life. Mm-hmm. So that, that's so good. Another big thing that I really liked is I think whenever we're looking for a husband or a wife, we're always thinking about just us and what we like. But you, like you said, you really have to consider like, this person is going to be the father of your children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like or the how, mom. Yeah, or, or the mother of your children. Like, how is that going to work out? Like, you, you need to think about that, like you were saying, just not about yourself and what you like, mm-hmm. but think think into the future, and are they going to be a good father? Because um, I've seen this thing that's like, you, you choose your spouse, your kids don't choose their parents. Mm-hmm. And so you get to choose who their parents will be. And so, the, like choose somebody that's going to be good for your, for your future kids. Yeah. Something even as simple and this, this actually just popped into my head, but like what kind of clothes are they wearing? Mm. You know, like, are they, for example, like girls I know in culture, it's really easy to be, um, you know, super revealing, like overly revealing, overly revealing. Mm-hmm. And definitely don't hear this as like, Oh, modest is hottest. But yeah. like, it's true. Like if someone values their body, man or woman, mm-hmm. And they're going to be the father or mother of your children. Uh, well, let me back up. If someone is is being super scandalous, mm-hmm. are they going to teach your daughter to be that way too? If it's a yeah. mom, mm-hmm. you know, if someone, if if the guy that you're with, if they're wearing offensive like curse words mm-hmm. on their on their shirt, and I'm not, you know, no judgment, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, are they going to raise a son to be, you know, go that direction mm-hmm. and be loose with their words? Yeah. You know, and is it going to, is it going to start in their heart and come out from their mouth? Like the, like Mm -hmm. the Bible says. Yeah, that's so good. And I'd like to even say, guys, it's a thing to struggle, like to not be modest as well. Like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, that's just a girl thing. They they dress revealing or provocatively, whatever it is. Like guys can do that towards girls too, because guys, girls are attracted to your body, just like guys are attracted to girls. And so I've even... I've made mistakes about really social media of like, you really need to filter what you post. Like, mm-hmm. why are you posting that? And so that's something to look at of like, is their, their social, social media feed filled with just their body, mm-hmm. like showing off their body? <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's something to think about, like you're saying, because what are they going to teach your kids? That, mm-hmm. that's and so things don't change. If there's one thing you hear about this subject, just because you get married doesn't mean your life flips. Mm-hmm. The habits don't flip. 
the, you know, if you had bad habits before, bad thoughts before, whatever it is, it doesn't, like marriage isn't the on switch. Mm -hmm. Marriage is the commitment to what you were before. Yeah. You know, we'll get into more of that here in a second. That that's like, that's kind of the big thing, but moving on. Um, so this is kind of, uh, can be a quick question. Um, you, maybe you guys didn't do it well, but I feel like you did because you ended up in marriage. So <laughs> how, how did you and Austin like date well? What's something that, that really helped the dating part of your relationship? Like your boyfriend and girlfriend now, like it's you're in a committed relationship mm-hmm. that is hopefully moving towards marriage, which it was. What's something that, that you did well to help not like compromise each other's relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. and really helped you move towards marriage in the right way? Yeah. So honesty and hard conversations mm. about expectations early on and mm-hmm. frequent throughout the relationship. Yeah. The first time that um, Austin actually ever told me that he liked me, we were sitting in his car and he was just honest. He was like, look, I like you, but here's the standard I have for mm. who I'm going to marry. Yeah. And I think, you know, depending on your age and where you're at in your life, it's important because not that anybody's on a timeline, but if, mm-hmm. if you are dating someone, you don't want to waste their time. You yeah. know, like I think that once you're in your 20s, and you're maturing and you're getting to this place of like, I don't want the puppy love. Mm -hmm. Um, If marriage is something that you want out of life, then it really does become a serious matter of like, I'm looking for who is going to be the mother or father of my children and whatever. And so just having those hard conversations and being honest with no judgment, like he told me, he was like, my wife is going to be independent yeah, and she's not going to stand in front of me. She's not going to stand behind me. We're going to stand together. Mm. Um, he told me the things that he was after, the things that um, he saw in his future. And mm-hmm. it took me back because yeah. I was like, I ain't never had a man <laughs> say this stuff to yeah. me. And it was just like, wow. Like he was mature mm-hmm. enough to be like, I really like you. Yeah. But I'm not going to let the fact that I like you change what I want out of my wife, yeah. the expectations that I mm-hmm. have for her. Um, And so I just think another thing is like, get your families involved. Whatever, mm. Well, the family and friends that you have that are closest to you, they need to be involved. Let yeah. them know the details of your relationship. Um, I had mentors that, and he had he had some people that he talked to, spiritual mentors, mm-hmm. spiritual moms and dads, that you told them. You told them yeah. how they were, how you were together, what mm-hmm. you liked about them, things, um, maybe even some things that you weren't sure about so that you could filter them through um, the people that weren't being blinded by this new relationship. Yeah. Going back to friends, your friends know you best. Yeah. Like I said before, my friends didn't tell me like, Hey, this guy's not good for you. He's mm-hmm. pulling you away from your friends. He, yeah. you know, he's pulling you away from church, like all these things. Um, they didn't tell me. And mm-hmm. so go to your friends, ask your friends, what do you think of this person? Get your friends around the person that you're considering dating because mm-hmm. they know you best. Yeah. Like even sometimes like, yes, your parents know you very well, but once you're in college, mm-hmm. your friends are who you tell everything to. Yeah. And if I just would have had, the openness open-mindedness just to say hey here's my group of friends what do y'all think of this guy Mm -hmm. it would have been hard to hear but you if you're going to ask you got to be open to listening yeah and so just including the the community that you have in your relationship was the key that's so good honest and hard conversations uh i think is what you said would Mm -hmm. be the biggest thing i think um what are each other's intentions Mm -hmm. and you each should know that throughout the relationship and yep. I think that that's a big help I, I like that answer because not everybody wants to have the uncomfortable conversations or whatever yep. like oh what if I say this and then that scares them away well that then that's not the person if it scares them away like mm-hmm. if if your expectations are too they don't want to meet those then obviously that's not the person you should be with and if you have that earlier in the relationship then that's going to save you from yep. a lot of heartbreak 
unspoken expectations lead to uh, frustration and disappointment. That's so true. Say that again. Unspoken expectations lead to frustration and disappointment. Mm, write that down if you're listening to this. That's so good. So, Katie, you've been you've been married for a few months now with Austin. It was back in October, so yep. November, December, January is almost over. Yep. About three months. Three That's pretty months. cool. Um, so let's talk about the myths of marriage. <laughs> this will be kind of our, our last little topic um, that we talk about. And so I know that people who are single or dating, they're not married. Mm-hmm. There's the myths of marriage that they they imagine, they see on social media, they see married people talk about maybe or they observe married people in their life and they really don't know what goes on behind closed doors they just see the best usually Mm -hmm. so and i don't i i don't want to act like oh you've been married three months now you know everything about marriage yeah because that's not true (laughs) but i like that that you've been married for a few months so you you're you guys are new to it but Mm -hmm. you also have a few months now like of experience so what are maybe some things you're finding out now that you're married that maybe you you didn't know like you have you have to be married to figure these things out right um so i'm gonna give you a couple lighthearted ones first Mm -hmm. um i don't know how everybody else brushes their teeth but i found (laughs) out austin brushes his teeth with hot water Mm. and i just think that's that's interesting that's a little weird and when i i didn't even figure that out until i don't know six weeks into marriage Mm -hmm. and um you know he went to brush his teeth and then we use the same sink right now so Mm -hmm. i went to brush my teeth didn't change the water and i was like ew (laughs) What what are you doing? He oh, was man. like, what? And so, yeah, you know, hygiene routines are yeah. just something you're like, I didn't know that you did this. Not that yeah. there's anything wrong with it, but like I'm <laughs> used to what weird. I'm used to. <laughs> yeah. Um, another lighthearted like laundry habits. Mm. And so no one judged me for this, but I didn't separate my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't. I probably should have um, before we got married and he just, it was a big deal to him. Mm. He was like, your whites are not going to yeah. stay white. <laughs> and uh, so now I have changed my laundry habits to where I separate everything. So that's been good for me. Yeah. Um, but you find out little things like that. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you do this? That's weird, but mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just, you're just over it. And yeah. then you get to tease him about it yeah. until, you know, <laughs> one or the other just gives in and changes yeah. to the other. Um, a couple more like, you know, more serious things. Compromise mm-hmm. and patience is a learned skill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different dating someone and then even even you know being a fiance is you're still more on the dating side obviously than you're on the married side but when you live together Mm -hmm. and you move in together Mm -hmm. and you're not used to living with the opposite sex um you know that you're married to or Mm -hmm. whatever like you can have brothers and sisters it's still not the same yeah like you're in each other's space Mm -hmm. you are you know like I said, the hygiene routine and the cleaning routine and the cooking, like it's yeah. all, it's all different. Yeah. And so, um, even compromise and patience with like time management and priorities mm. and when you spend time together and when you do spend that time together, what are you going to spend the time doing? Mm-hmm. Um, what time are you getting off work? All those things. It's like, it's a learned skill. It does yeah. not come easy, but it's definitely worth, worth it when you, you know, give one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, Another serious one, the expectation of intimacy. Mm. Um, I know that's like a touchy subject for yeah. some people, but, you know, I think when whatever your past is with, um, you know, sex before marriage, whatever it is, mm-hmm. people have this expectation of when you come into marriage, it's just intimacy all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, that's fine if that's what you want it to be, but real life is still real life. Yeah. And one of the, so we, we, um, the pastor that married us was like, what are some expectations of your marriage? Mm -hmm. And that was one of the points that he touched on. Yeah. And so like on that side of marriage, you're like, you know, you have this picture in your mind of Mm -hmm. like the freedom of what marriage gives you. Yeah. And 
he actually told us he was like schedule things you know Mm -hmm. whether it's physical intimacy or just like being with one another no phones no screens Mm -hmm. schedule it because if you don't it'll slip away and Mm. that's something that even in just the three months of marriage especially with two full-time jobs and balancing friends and balancing a family that's two hours away of mine Mm -hmm. it's crazy how much that the expectation of what you had is different Mm -hmm. um last one that's super important communication and conflict resolution Mm -hmm. also another learned skill you communicate differently as a married couple than mm. you do dating. It's just mm-hmm. so different because yeah. there's there's bigger things um, at stake. There's there's your schedule that you're working out. Just communication is just so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those are good things. And I hope to find those out one day. <laughs> <laughs> you will, you will. Yeah, She's on her way, I promise. I hope so. But, um, but yeah, I think so many people have the picture, you know, that like every day it's just going to be like wonderland almost. And, and it some days it probably is. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people, I know I have thought of this of like, oh, it's, um, marriage will fix like mm-hmm. my, my, my lust problem or yep. like the, you know, the temptation of lust or, um, like getting married. That's gonna, that's gonna fix that. Like, oh, I'll be able to have a wife. I'll be able to have sex with her whenever. Right. Like, I think that, that's it doesn't been, work that way. yeah, that's been <laughs> so, like, that's something if I'm being honest, like that's crossed my mind. Yeah. But I hear from lots of people that that's not the thing. And, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes us single people, we tend to push away those answers like they're wrong. My marriage will be different. Like this is going to help us. But mm-hmm. um, obviously what you're saying though, is that's not the case because just because you're married doesn't just mean like that person mm-hmm. is there to just whenever, like yeah. it, it just doesn't work that way. Cause there's life that gets in the way. Mm-hmm. People have this idea that it's going to be a fairy tale. No, it, I, it's just, yeah. life now now you're doing it with oh, somebody yeah. else i had actually written down um you know in preparation for this like it's not a fairy tale i literally wrote fairy tale land versus real life because mm-hmm. i had this picture of marriage before of like you know i love him this is great it's mm-hmm. gonna get even better and we're gonna yeah. feel different and all this stuff um you know like emotionally spiritually mm-hmm. and we get married and we actually had this conversation after our honeymoon then of course that the honeymoon part like you're if you <laughs> yeah. go to you know you're just by yourselves and mm-hmm. you have no responsibilities. That that kind of does feel like a fairy tale, but then mm-hmm. like you get back to real life and it's like I feel different. Yeah. <laughs> and not not different in a bad way, but it was like you have this expectation that the marriage will or being married and after your wedding it will be an on switch to whatever it is, mm-hmm. a fairy tale, and it's just not like yeah. the new thing is the physical things and you moving in with each other and now you're doing life together. Mm-hmm. And it it was such a reality check for yeah. me of like you shouldn't feel different mm-hmm. in the way that before we were married, he treated me as much of a wife as he could mm-hmm. before the actual marriage. Yeah. And so that's like a good and a bad thing because yeah. you're already, there's no like major emotional switch that's that flips because mm-hmm. you already love this person so much. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to love them 10 times more, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, yeah. it, and if it does change an emotional switch or a behavior switch mm-hmm. on that, they're treating you better, that, that might need to be something you talk about yeah. with each other. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, anything else about the myths of marriage? You know, um, we had a lot of people say more to more to Austin than me. Mm-hmm. It was like, "Are you sure you want to get married? Like, mm. you're gonna be locking your life down? Like yeah. those kinds of things that were just so negative mm-hmm. and like." It was happening all the time. Lots of older men were like, yeah. "Dude, are you sure, man? Are you sure?" Yeah. And he just looked at him like yeah i'm sure like (laughs) what's your marriage look like because like it was just baffling the Mm -hmm. outlook on marriage from people yeah and marriage is the most freeing 
thing. Mm -hmm. Like just the commitment that's there and the fear and the guilt that's not there that it was before when you were dating. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just so freeing. And so to have the perspective of, are you sure, man, Mm, like you're not going to have a life anymore. Like our life is multiplied by like each other being in it and Mm -hmm. being married. So that's so good. Yeah. I think we talk a lot about everybody that wants to get married. It's so good. But there's also people like you're saying that are like, Oh, marriage is the old ball and chain and like (laughs) life just sucks. And it's like, no, God made marriage to glorify him so Uh that two people could come together and like, help each other yeah. make him known better and mm-hmm. like you like you two have the opportunity to to work at a church together and do ministry together yep. that probably only strengthens your relationship and so um if there's people that like if you if you are dating or you're engaged don't let people like if you're sure about this person don't let people come in and be negative and be like are you sure man you want to get because if they're if that's their frame of mind then obviously their marriage is not going well Something's and they missing. have regrets yeah. or they have decisions that like they hope that they didn't make or they didn't want to and they're not working on their marriage because that's where that's going to be coming from so you don't want to listen to people who their marriage is struggling (laughs) you want to go to people who are obviously like thriving in their marriage and be like hey how like how do you guys do this Mm -hmm. and that's where like premarital counseling I'm sure that's where a lot of that happens so helpful so, (laughs) so the major thing the major myth that probably no one thinks about as easy is that um, a marriage relationship is two people mm-hmm. or two entities. It's three. Yeah. Um, I feel like those perspectives of marriage are missing an element of God mm-hmm. or having a relationship with Jesus yeah. because he is the, he is the answer to everything. Mm. And so when you're working human against human, not filtering through or not, you know, taking your troubles, your issues in your marriage to the word of God and letting it read your read your relationship that's something that can really really affect the quality of it mm. and so the biggest myth is that it's two entities and it's not like god created marriage so yeah. he should be involved yeah for sure i always like um uh so this is my final thought and then i'll let you have some final thoughts cool. and we'll close this out but my final thing that i want to say before we wrap up is that a lot of people are always like oh one plus one is two like in a marriage like or no sorry that was completely wrong scratch that <laughs> um half plus a half is one mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people i found my other half there that's i found the person that completes me that's the big thing is one half plus one half equals one and you think that you you're a half and you need this other half to come make you whole and yeah. complete you that's not the case when you find jesus jesus is who completes you you are now one you're you're full like mm-hmm. you're complete jesus does that to you um, if you haven't found Jesus, it, come to Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah, do yeah. It. it. It's the best decision. So much, so you'll much ever better. With yes. Jesus. And so you're complete with Jesus. And then if you find another complete person in Jesus, now you're one times one equals one. Come on. And so it's not a half <laughs> plus a half equals one, but it's one times one, and you become one. That's yeah. in the Word of God. You become one when you, you when you get married. And so that's a big thing that I want you guys to know is that. Don't think that you need this other half to complete you. You're already complete in Jesus. Absolutely. And somebody else will come along with you, and you guys will become one together. Yeah. Actually, it was along the same line. So um, marriage doesn't complete who you are if you're already whole mm-hmm. um, before you find that person. it's yeah. not Marriage is not the end-all, be-all of this life. Yes. We are here to build the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. to advance the gospel, 
uh, for people to get saved. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Marriage is a benefit of this life. If that's something that you want out of this life, that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we put too much expectation, especially in the South, of marriage. Yeah. It's a, we put it like a gold medal. We put mm-hmm. it, you know, you've won if you've gotten married. And that's just not true. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people get hung up on, especially if you're in a friend group. Um, and you're the single one yeah. in, in your friend group, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like you are just as successful. You mm-hmm. are just as worth it. You, yeah. Jesus loves you just as much in your singleness. Yeah, like for sure. And sometimes being in your singleness, you have more time for him. So mm. use it. It's enabling. It's powerful. Take that time with him and, and help him or help yourself um, find your personality through him. Yeah. Any expectation you have for your spouse should be the same expectation for yourself. That's good. Um, you know, like I shouldn't expect before meeting Austin, I should not have expected him to be in church, be serving, um, be eating healthy, be doing all these things, you know, just so I had the perfect spouse if I wasn't doing it myself. Mm-hmm. And so just just be realistic. Like that's only gonna cause controversy and conflict in a relationship if mm-hmm. you have expectations um that you're not living up to. Mm. Yeah. You know, because it, it just goes back to interest. So yeah. um, just have the same expectation for yourself. Strive yeah. to be who you want to be with. That's so good. Yeah. If you have the expectations for them, you better be living up to them oh, as yeah. well. That's good. That's all I have um, on this topic. Katie, thank you so much for, for coming on here and for sharing sure. your perspective, um, being newly married and also female. Um, super honored to have you on here and, and hear your perspective i think this was helpful i think a lot of girls are probably gonna like that there was another girl on here because they're probably tired <laughs> of hearing the male perspective on yeah anything. thanks for but having me you're welcome um that's all i got guys katie anything before we go i don't think so just perfect do relationships well do relationships well is what katie says thank you guys so much for listening to the you belong podcast that's all i got peace out